Well, we're deep in the heart of Texas. We're on the phone with us. We have George Prescott Bush, George P. Bush, son of Jeb. And uh, he was, uh, uh, he had a lot of positions in uh, uh, in uh, Texas. He was the uh, land, uh, what do you call it? George P., you tell us. What were you doing in, uh, before? <laughs> and what did you run well, for? Thank you so mu- well, thank you so much for having me. It's uh, great to be back on the program. Um, I, I was uh, honored to serve as the 28th land commissioner for the great state of Texas. And, and don't be embarrassed if you don't understand the title or what the job description is. Most Texans didn't know. But I think because of the great work we put in over close to a decade, I think more Texans learned about the important natural resources of the state that we managed to generate billions for public education to help take care of our military veterans and perhaps instead of our illegal immigrants which is uh, maybe a crazy thought, but one that we take on in Texas. And then finally, we responded to natural disasters. The governor called me in on Hurricane Harvey relief, which is the most devastating storm in American or Texas history, but second in American history behind Katrina and uh, led that housing mission, which continues to this day. But a a true privilege to serve and one in which I'll I'll look back and, and tell my grandkids one day it was great to serve. Understood. Uh, and uh, you, you're planning to run for office in the future? I mean, what's a Bush not planning to run for office? Impossible. What do you think you might run for someday? Well, we'll take it day by day. You know, I, I love serving the state of Texas. I remain involved in national politics. I've got a, a great political action committee right now focused on securing the border, reining in government spending, hold the federal government accountable, and making sure that we take back the, the House and the Senate and, and White House back. So that's a lot for really anybody to take on. And, you know, at the age of 47, uh, I have a lot of fight left in me. So, you know, what I'd like to do is keep the door open and, you know, we'll see what, what doors open down the road to run run again. Well, you're, you're in Texas. Everybody talks about the border. Everybody talks about your governor. Uh, give us a report. How bad are things on the border? Well, they, they couldn't be worse. And and I'm and don't take it from me. Take it from, you know, Mayor Adams. Take it from other blue city mayors that suddenly have amnesty policies at their doorstep and now having to spend billions of dollars. The, the state of California just reported today, John, that they will need to appropriate $20 billion for illegal immigrant refugee housing in their state. Eric Adams reported um, several billion that he will need in the city of New York. And you go down the list from big city to big city, Chicago to Houston, the list goes on. But here in Texas, we, we've been dealing with it, particularly under the Biden administration, at a, at a very severe level. Just to put it all in the context, you know, during the even the Obama days, you would have less than about 100,000 unauthorized entries on an annual basis. We, for the last two years, have had over 2 million per calendar year, and this year is projected to be that much more. In fact, earlier this week, we broke a single day record at over 15,000 in one day. So what does that mean? It means that border communities have to come out of their own pocket. Many of these communities are Hispanic, but, you know, they came legally and now they're funding the health care, the law enforcement, the endless amount of social services necessary to handle the, this large influx. But yet we have a White House that refuses to do their job and enforce the laws of our country and, and the Constitution. And that's why I really think in making a bold prediction here that 
Biden realizes politically this is a death sentence for him and he needs to move on immigration sooner than later if he has any hope of of running. So what he's going to do is is try to close those asylum laws in consideration for additional funding for Israel and Ukraine. And and it's not just the right thing to do politically for him, but it's the right thing to do for a country um, to have millions of people come here that we do not know the first thing about. I'll close by saying, John, that we had a young high school cheerleader the age of 16 in Edna, Texas, which is a community just outside of Houston, who was brutally murdered in her own bathtub by an illegal immigrant. He should not have been in our country in the first place. He's now uh, in jail on bond for, for two million dollars, and and I don't hope I, I don't think anybody's going to come and and pay that. Thankfully, and he'll be brought to justice. But but this is going on for way too long, and Texans, regretfully, we've been dealing with this. So that's why we're. We're excited about a new president and new direction on immigration policy. Uh, I think you're 100% right. I mean, does anybody in Texas understand why this is happening? Why is why is uh, uh, he doing this? Why is uh, Joe Biden doing this? Well, I think two things, John. One is he has never been to the border. This guy's been in public office now for in excess of 40 years. And in all of his time, he's never never come down to the border and actually talk to border patrol officials, to mayors, county judges, people on the ground that deal with this issue every day and has not engaged Mexican authorities to hold them accountable or like President Trump, who signed bilateral agreements with the the Northern Triangle countries to work on the asylum question so that people would be deported much more rapidly and efficiently. But number two, I think it's a, it's a very cynical political move on his part. I think he actually thinks that he's building a new political base, that he can get more support in the Hispanic community when the reverse is happening. Like I said, blue city mayors now are asking for help. They're asking for support, more interdiction, more enforcement of the law. Politically, he's at his lowest polling. I think it's the lowest polling of any modern day president in their first term. And you have many moderates and Democrats themselves now joining or being open to the idea of a new president just on this one issue alone. I can speak for that in Texas. So, you know, it's a political calculation that's gone wrong. And like I said, I think he even sees the writing on the wall where he's going to have to reverse course if he wants to get reelected. Understood. Well, George P. Bush, thank you for calling in this Sunday morning and, and reporting in and, uh, um, Merry Christmas and happy holidays and enjoy life. Thank you. Merry Christmas.